and Shrek 2 is definitely the superior Shrek track. 2 is superior. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Shrek 1 is the best track. No. Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. And I'm Elise Notariani. Jane and Marianne took the day off. So we have two very special guests with us. Could you two introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Francesca Aldrich. I'm a school psychologist at Stockton Elementary School in Cherry Hill. And I'm Jerron. I teach middle school choir in East Windsor, New Jersey. Okay, and Jerron, you teach middle school choir, but you also have 76,000 TikTok followers and 3 million views. <laughs> because it's not like I saw your you doing TikTok and then went and found you you showed up on my for you page <laughs> oh wait that's how you found him that's how i was scrolling through tiktok and i was like i went to high school with that guy oh my god <laughs> what's happening and then oh my god him. so what made you start posting on tiktok uh my students mostly they were like you should do tiktok because they're all they're crazy about it so they were just like you need to get tiktok and i guess like most millennials i like got tiktok and i was like this is stupid i don't like this and then like fast forward a month i'm like i'm i need to record a video i gotta post today i gotta schedule <laughs> so they watch your tiktoks they do they're they're the majority of my followers like my students are like their friends so your tiktoks though they're really funny but they're also i would say maybe not school board approved like mm. are you worried that they're gonna find you i was just no, thinking that <laughs> uh no they don't really care i actually got like semi in trouble the other day but like not real not really like literally so one of the parents complained about one of my tiktoks because uh lately the students and i've been conversing about like how at least in my district they don't get like any teachers of color aside from me in music and so i was i i posted a tiktok about it and so a parent complained about that uh, and i was just like i was being honest like this is what we're talking about in class but um that's the first tiktok that's ever like gotten me in trouble or anything uh for the most part nobody cares like they're all like oh my god i saw you on my for you page <laughs> that's so interesting you kind of throw shade at some of your students i've got to oh, say like, always. <laughs> that, the fact that that's the one that got you semi in trouble yeah. is shocking <laughs> yeah i, I it's just because they're in middle school so i feel like they're at an age where i can like and they give it back to me too so like it's like I'm so transparent with them that we just are like comfortable. Like I can, I can be mean to them and it's like a joke and they know it. That's so funny. And then Francesca, your YouTube series, uh, which is you reading books aloud for students. Can you talk a little bit about the motivation behind that? Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to do something for Black History Month that was like COVID friendly and teacher friendly. That was easy for them to do, easy for them to just turnkey into their classes where they didn't really have to do any work. So my first thought was books. I just think that books have such an amazing way of like teaching empathy and giving kids, you know, a chance to learn about someone else's perspective. So my first thought was just to like find a read aloud online and kind of share it with the teachers. But then I was like, wait, I could do it and make it even more personal. And I could read the books to the kids and then I could connect it to my life and I could give them a fun activity. So I had no idea that it was going to like spiral the way that it did. I thought that like a few teachers would use it maybe in the classes, but all the teachers in my school used it. And then one of my videos like circulated across the district. It was, it was insane. That's amazing. Are you both at home? The majority of the kids are still remote, but we are, we're hybrid. So like I'm in school every day, but maybe like, I think there's like 2% of the kids actually like in school. Like we have upwards of like 1200 kids in the student body, but like 80 kids show up a day. Wow. Yeah, we just made the switch to all of our kids are four days a week mm -hmm. um, hybrid. So they come in nine to one and then they're, you know, at home in the afternoons. And then Monday is our complete remote day. For both of you, how have you seen representation in education either change or stay the same since you were going through school yourself? 
well, I, I grew up in Camden, so it's like very black Hispanic. So most of my teachers were like black and Hispanic because they lived in the community. Uh, and then I went to MFS and that was predominantly white. Uh, and like I saw so you sent the questions and I was kind of like thinking about it a little bit. And I like the only teacher I had at MFS who was a person of color, I think was like D'Lo. And then um, one of the That's Spanish- That's what my brother said too. Yeah. Like they def- there definitely were other like black teachers in the building, mm-hmm. but like even like now in my teaching experience in my building, uh, there's two and a half black teachers because I'm half black. So like, I'm just like, wow, like this is insane. Like we need, we definitely need more people of color, especially in communities where it's mostly students of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up, I went to private school my whole life. So I was always one of the very few black kids in the class. Um, and I wasn't taught by a black teacher until my until I was in 12th grade um, and it was wow. African American history. That's yeah, crazy. so I didn't even have, I never had a black teacher teach me like calculus or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, something not related to like the black experience because I had African American mm-hmm. history. And then in college, I took an African American literature class. Those are the only two times I was taught by someone that looked like me. Um, there were definitely teachers in my high school. I just wasn't, I just wasn't taught by them. Right. But I have seen, I've started to see a change, which has been really nice. I mean, I'm in a public school now, but there are more people of color. I mean, there are, you know, there are people of Asian descent and Hispanic descent and black descent at my school. We're still, you know, part of the minority, but it is really nice to start seeing that change. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to work in an elementary school, because I think that for the kids to see someone like me at that young age, I think that can be like really impactful. So one, I also just really love little kids. I mean, middle school kids, they get, they're, they're not cute anymore. Um, so I agree. I, I fully agree. <laughs> they have like, there's like the attitude and I'm just like, I like yes. the little ones They give you hugs and they draw you pictures. So I like the little kids more, but I also think that it's important for them to see someone that looks like me at that young age. Yeah, I actually, Jaron, I don't know if you can speak to this also. I was wanted to ask you both about whether you do feel that responsibility of, of being visible for younger people of color who will be able to see someone who looks like them and if that affects your like day-to-day working uh I definitely think about it when I'm like choosing music so in choir I have that availability like I can choose songs from different cultures and like you know share it with the class and we talk about the different texts or like the tradition that the song is from so I like that I'm able to do that in music um and I definitely think I do think a lot about it now, like being a Black and Hispanic teacher, just in general, like being a presence, like Francesca was saying, for starting out really young, having kids see, oh, like I I had a Black teacher in middle school, because a lot of the times, uh, like I I put a TikTok up recently about teachers of color and whatnot, and a lot of the comments were like, I've never had a teacher of color, or like my first teacher of color was in college, and I'm like, that is so crazy to me. Like, that's so insane. I think mine might've been, I haven't thought about this and now I'm thinking it really might've been college. 100% college. One of the, Jaron, one of the things I would really love to talk to you, uh, talk with you about is one of your TikToks, which talks about the hiring process. Yes. And how people, Francesca, you can talk about too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because you talk about how, you sit in these meetings and people talk yes. all the time about how it's important and then you and then nothing happens have yeah job i'm openings. so ready so we have those meetings well we had we didn't have one this year but normally in january we have just like a big like k through 12 arts department meeting just to talk about whatever's going on that year and just like usual stuff and every year we talk about oh look around the room we need people of color in the room because even i like i'm a light-skinned person like i in a picture i would blend in 
you'd be like, oh, they're all white. Uh, and so we're always like, we need people of color. And I'm like, yeah, let's get people of color. And then we, we go through the hiring process and then we hire another white person. And I'm like, early on in my teaching career, I just keep my mouth shut because I'm trying to keep my job. But now that I'm tenure, I'm like, I'm ready to speak up. When's this meeting gonna happen? Like, I, it's important. Like, I, it's so annoying that we have the same conversation over and over again and then nothing changes. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Francesca, as a psychologist and not necessarily a teacher, does your relationship with the school is it different than teachers? No, it is actually the same, which is which is nice. We're like all part of the same union, but I do walk a fine line because I'm kind of like a teacher, but I'm kind of like an administrator and I kind of like Stockton is my home base, but I kind of float throughout a couple of schools for testing. So it's it's odd. I mean, I'm not floating this year just because of COVID, um, but I've, I've really gotten to love it because I get to meet so many different kids. And I get to interact with like different principals and I get to see like different perspectives in the different schools and how things are done at various schools. But kind of talking to what Jaren was saying about like representation and everything. Um, I was recently at like a members of color NJEA meeting and it was my first time going and they were like, they're like, oh, I, I met someone who was like a black school psychologist. And I was like, oh yeah, that was me. And they were like, you're a unicorn. And I was oh, like, geez. what? And they were like, yeah, you're a unicorn. Like they don't have black school psychologists. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like thinking about my cohort and thinking about the district. And I was like, yeah, there's only one other black school psychologist in the district. Um, and in my cohort, I was the only one. And so I was like, wow, I guess it's kind of true. Like we always say, you know, we need, you know, more diversity, but then yeah. nothing really happens. Yeah. When the time comes, they don't pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that either of you are responsible for solving this problem but like do you have ideas as to why that happens i don't know why it is like i okay. there i've been in rooms at, at least twice where like it'll there'll be a white person and a person of color and they're both about the same level and i'm like mm -hmm. why like why not go with the person of color if they're both going to teach the same and i'm like and i say like i i bash my school department and my district and i'm like best friends with the co-workers who they hired uh <laughs> literally like i will bash them like oh hey like let's go get lunch or something uh i, I don't know i definitely yeah, is nice. not necessarily within the people who are on the hiring board i think it's definitely above us that's so interesting well so actually francesca i'm really interested in obviously this year has been really difficult for teachers and for students in very different and similar ways but it's also been nice because you know teachers like Duran have found ways to interact with students in a new way in like a really fun and approachable way i can't imagine my teachers in in middle school ever <laughs> ever interacting with Whoa. me the same way that you are on tiktok so I never that? even thought about that. <laughs> right? No. Especially me going on my phone and seeing them like make jokes and being like, what are you, a person? You're like a normal human being. Right? Like, you have a sense <laughs> of humor. You don't live at the school. You have a life. Right. It's like seeing your teacher right. at the mall. Uh, unbelievable. So yeah. like, what do you think that is doing for this teacher-student relationship? Oh, I think it's amazing. I think that, I mean, remote learning and COVID has been insane, but I think that it's really given everybody just a completely different perspective on each other. And it's helping people kind of just understand and appreciate what other people are going through. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine my teacher ever doing that. And I think that would make me relate to them even more because you see these teachers and they talk at you and they, you know, they give you lessons and everything, but you don't, 
really connect with them. But in this platform, you know, teachers have been doing some crazy, silly things like TikToks. It gives like the kids a whole different perspective and it gives them the chance to, you know, relate to their teachers on a completely different level. And then when you can relate to a person, then you're much more likely to, you know, to work harder for them and to, you know, try your best. Yeah, Jaron, I think that I maybe would have stuck around choir longer than the month that I stuck <laughs> in it <laughs> had you been my teacher. You wouldn't have wanted me there because it's not pretty. No. It's out of my mouth, but. I think everybody, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I would have stuck with it longer if I had somebody who maybe seemed a little bit more approachable than like, yeah. that sounded bad, please be quiet. Yeah, no, I definitely, I this year, I can honestly say there are some of my students, I just don't know what they look like or like who they are because really? we're behind the camera. Yeah, there are definitely like a handful mm. where like, if they walked by me, I'd they'd be like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a kid, just like a normal kid. Uh, so I think definitely doing the TikToks and just trying to be as like being as open with who I am as possible with them is going to make me uh, more approachable to them when we get back to some type of normalcy. I love that. Jaron, do we get to figure find out who your teacher crush is? Oh, uh, soon, hopefully. <laughs> Does your teacher crush know that it's your teacher crush? Uh, I don't think she knows. No? No, it's very much, uh, I don't remember the names of the characters, but on The Office, when Gabe is talking to like the worker from the from the basement and he's like, oh, like, hey, and she's like, hey, and he's like, Monday suck. And she's like, okay, and walks off. That's very much the vibe right now. Uh, trying to work past it, but that's that's where I am. I want you to just like subtly tag her in the TikTok. Right. <laughs> I love that. That's how I want her to find out. <laughs> Because being online, in my experience, is scary as all hell. Um, do either of you ever find yourself kind of obsessing over like comments or views or anything like that? Sometimes, sometimes. Like I feel like for the most part, like at the base of like me being on TikTok, I'm like, this is just for my students. This is for fun. Like if it gets 100 views, like that's 100 of my kids who saw it. But then other times, like when it's like a TikTok that I literally took an entire day to work on, I'm like, this better get a million views or I'm going to be upset. <laughs> That's how I would feel with all of them. I don't know how you can be so casual about it. I know, this. like so selective with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about the views at first because like I said, I really thought that it was going to get like 10 views. Um, but then the first one got the most views just because it circulated across the entire district. So now I kind of measure all of the other ones up to that one and none of them are close because it's yep. really only been my school. Mm. So I'm like, oh, this one didn't get as many. And one of my videos got a dislike and that I was oh. like, oh no, a dislike. All of the other ones have like a hundred percent, but yeah. someone disliked it. And I, all my comments are disabled just because it's for like kids. So I don't want anyone else commenting on them. So there are no comments, but the one dislike it. It hurt a little bit. That I was burned. like, you like this. Oh my God. I would hate that. I'm glad TikTok doesn't have like a, a dislike button. I would, I would cry if like wow. I had just like a hundred dislikes. <laughs> That's true. Actually. I never noticed that of all the platforms, TikTok yeah, is it's not. either like yeah. or you keep scrolling. <laughs> I'm like, you can just go, go away. You don't need that negative energy. Yeah. Like don't bring that here. I'm just trying to have fun. Exactly. And the best thing is even if they want to say something mean, they have to comment on it. But then the fact they commented on it means that you're going to show up on their right. feed Right. They're going to, yeah, they're going to see it. Oh my God. One, for one of my videos, uh, I, I don't remember what the video was about, but I have like pride flags hanging in my classroom. The video had nothing to do with my pride <laughs> flags at all. And somebody commented like, take those pride flags down. Like, students. okay, if you said so. Right, right yeah, yeah, now that you say it. Thanks for letting me know. But literally my students went to their page and just like commented on all their stuff. being like, you're the worst. Like, like literally stormed their oh, page. Oh, I love that. I was I like, oh, that. I love the love. <laughs> you're turning the angst somewhere else. Right, yeah. I'm like, yeah, take it over there. 
do that. I was about to say Gen Z is the best, but you you both aren't teaching Gen Z, are you? You're that like. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Are they after Gen Z? Oh, it's Generation Alpha. That's what it's called. (laughs) I'm okay. Wait, someone double check me, but I'm pretty sure it's Generation Alpha because I googled this. Um, because I wanted to know, and I'm pretty sure that Gen Z is 1996 to 2009. I think I'm teaching Gen Z. I think I have like the end. Yeah. Yeah, mine are the alphas. Yeah. (laughs) They better come in strong because that's a name. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that is a name. (laughs) That really mm-hmm. is. We're giving a lot of power to them. I don't know. That's a little scary. <laughs> How is Gen Z? Do they ever give you flack for being a millennial? Oh. No, I don't think so. Not for being old. I feel like I I will start a conversation and then give myself slack. I'm like, oh my God, I'm old and you're young. Because I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, something. it's because you're so cool. Working in middle school definitely has kept me young. Like I, when I'm home, I feel a hundred. Like I'm just like, I am, I am ancient. <laughs> But when I'm in school, I literally sometimes feel like I have to remind myself that I'm not a 13 year old kid who's going through puberty and anxious and whatnot. That's funny. I get that. I tested a kid last week. He was a first grade boy and we completely bonded over our love of Marvel movies. Mm. I finished testing him and I was like, wow. So I'm basically a first grade boy. This is great. (laughs) It was a great conversation. And I was like, wow. Okay. But I get that because last year I was talking to my group of fifth grade girls and I mentioned in passing Lizzie McGuire. And they were like, who? And I just, right. Lizzie McGuire, like the queen, Lizzie. That's not like, okay. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm old now. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to talk to kids anymore. Like I'm, I've already planned. I have a two-year-old nephew. I've already planned that I'm going to bow out between the ages of like seven and <laughs> 20 maybe. So I don't feel like I need to brush up on those skills because I'm just going to leave. That sounds safe, honestly. Right. Yeah. I would, I would do that. <laughs> Well, something I was thinking about because the two of you work in a place that we all spent like 16 years of our lives and some of them were really good years and some of them were awful. So like, what is that like? I feel like a psychic or I feel like a time traveler because like everything they do, everything they like try to pull over on me or just like all of it I've done and I've been there. I'm ready for any situation that they could possibly be in because I did it already forever ago. Love it. It definitely helps when like relating to the kids. Like, like I said, Stockton is not a very diverse school. Mm-hmm. Cherry Hill is more diverse, but the school that I'm in isn't. And I had a conversation with one of my little kids last year. He's in fifth grade now, but it was when he was in fourth grade. And we were just talking about like what it's like for him to be one of the only black kids at the school. And he said some things and I was like, it broke my heart because it's things that I thought or said when I was his age. So I'm like, oh, deja vu. Like, how, what can I do to make sure that he doesn't feel like this? Um, and I would like have conversations with his mom and everything. So because I lived that before, it really helps me, I think, connect to more of my kids, which is great. But it's also like, wow, this is crazy. It's deja vu. This is happening all over again. <laughs> right. I want to talk about COVID. You're both in the same kind of general uh, industry. Do people call education an industry? <laughs> they do now. Yep. <laughs> that sounded weird. I feel like that shouldn't be called an industry. Um, same field. Let's go with that. But have pretty different roles there. Uh, Francesca, you switching from pre-COVID to post-COVID, do you have a time period where you didn't necessarily meet with kids? Yeah, it was, it was weird. I'm like the case manager at my school for like all of the special education kids. And so that means I do all the testing and I write the reports. So we went from March to September where I didn't do any testing. 
no evaluations. It was, it was odd. And I, and I love doing that because it's one of my opportunities to like interact with the kids. Would you usually do that from March to September? Yeah. So we do that all year round. Um, The fact that, you know, because of COVID, we didn't, we didn't know how to do that in that setting. And we figured it out now we have like PPE and our plexiglass and we have our masks. So we know now, but at the time it was like, we weren't doing any of that. And it kind of, it was sad because that's like my, one of my favorite parts of the job. So I was stuck doing like all the paperwork and just running parent meetings and doing parent calls, which is all good. But I was like, I miss the kids. So I would have the teachers invite me to the Google classrooms so I could like pop in and like do their fun Google Aww. meets with them just because I was like, I, I miss it. So yeah, it was, it was just a very odd thing. And that was my first year. Last year was your first year and this happened? Yeah. yeah. Everyone <laughs> oh my was God. They're like, if you can handle this, you can handle anything. I'm like, I'm "I'm barely handling this. (laughs) (laughs) Jerome, how long have you been at your school? This is my fifth year there. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming it was still pretty weird. Maybe not. Oh yeah. Like nobody was prepared for this. Like we we left, it was like two days after my birthday. I remember because I was like the last time I saw my kids last year. Uh, And they were like, oh, we're just going to have an extended spring break and we'll be back. And I was like, woo, I get to sleep in longer. Like, Mm -hmm. thank God. And then just spring break extended into April and May. And then it just kept going. So it definitely was, it was really strange. And so I've had, all of us, we've all had to adjust to like teaching online and now teaching with kids in front of me and kids online. So yeah, it's a learning experience. One thing I did want to do uh, before we go, Jaron, I was hoping I could steal this from you because you bought prompts for your students. Yeah. And they're my favorite thing that you put on TikTok. (laughs) So I chose some and I was wondering if you would all answer them with me. Okay. So one of my favorite ones, mm, the question was like, would you rat, you have to do one. So pick (laughs) one. It's spread gossip or start rumors. Uh, And your students are really smart, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Yeah. They were like, I would rather spread gossip. I can't even, yeah, I think they were like, I'd rather spread gossip because I like I ain't starting no rumors like that ain't yeah. for me like the wording they all said it the same way I can't remember exactly what it was but they were like that like that's not my life that ain't me and I was like that's so weird <laughs> but honestly I'm the same way like I I live for the gossip especially in middle yeah. school the drama is chef's kiss uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely am a gossip starter because I'll find something out and then tell like one of my teacher friends and and you know share secrets and whatnot yeah I think I agree with that I think I would I would spread the gossip um, cause I think even though my kids are little, like my fifth graders last year, they were like a little more mature. So like one of them would be complaining and he would be like, yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? So I would go to his teacher and be like, do you know that his girlfriend broke up with him? That's why he's pouting today. She's like, are you serious? He's 10. I'm like, oh my I know. So I de- definitely think spreading the gossip. I can't, I can't start a rumor about someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so much more wholesome. I would just spread the gossip to, yeah. to yeah. watch the chaos. Oh, I heard it from right. someone. <laughs> I, I already tell people though that like don't tell me secrets because if you do then it's kind of on you if I tell somebody and I try not to but I'm notoriously uh, bad with it if it's good I gotta tell somebody like, some, <laughs> no. I, I, it has to come out of me <laughs> I just want to be a part of it right um another one that I really appreciated was uh high school musical or pitch perfect uh yeah which yeah to call your kids out you said that they all said that they chose high school musical they showed they chose high school musical two and i was like that's the in my what opinion the, high school musical two is the worst one the summer vacation one i love not even three. In school. yeah they're not in school it's not even <laughs> in high school fantastic. i love high school musical three that is my favorite one uh i haven't seen it in a while but i'm pretty sure i would still cry when they start graduating and whatnot like i remember i was like 
I had to be like 16, 17 when the third one came out and I definitely yeah. cried. Like I was like, they're leaving, this is it. But yeah, yeah. They, they had definitely have weird choices. Like they think Shrek one is the best Shrek when Shrek two is definitely the superior Shrek. Shrek two is superior. No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 Shrek one is the best Shrek. No. Shrek wow. two is oh. controversial. Oh my God. <laughs> this doesn't need to be controversial because I'm right. No, that that's absolutely wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Also, I am upset that Camp Rock is not one of my options here. Oh, oh that's I a good point. Sorry. Oh, that was the same target. I would have to go High School Musical. That was like I don't know, Troy Bolton, Zac Efron. You, I mean, you have to. Right. Yeah. No, but Jaron, no. What yeah. I was mad. I mean, yes, there is the fact that they chose High School Musical too. Don't understand yeah. that. Come on. But they also chose it for the nostalgia. Right. I was nostalgia. like, we're 12. I was like, you can't be nostalgic about this. I can be nostalgic. They're like, oh my God, yeah, for the memories. And I was like, you just saw this yesterday for the first time. Like memories, they were born when it came out. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to end the class right there. I was like, all right, see you next time. Um, okay. I like this one. It's cute. Um, if you were given $1,000 to spend on your closest friend, what would you spend it on? Your closest friend will listen to this. Right. So don't get it wrong. <laughs> a puppy. Wait. And then with the leftover money, get her, you know, chocolate and stuff. But like, I think nice. that, that would be like the big thing. I would get her a puppy. No, you got to get, you got to get puppy like poop oh. bags and stuff. You got to get the yeah. necessities too. Right. I mean, yes, yeah. uh, the necessities that come with a puppy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like Here's my thought with that though. Isn't getting someone a puppy as a gift, just kind of giving them work? Yeah. You're giving I them mean, responsibilities. It yeah. is. Yes. <laughs> But, but, you know, just like having a little puppy to cuddle. Mm-hmm. My friend has really been wanting a Switch for a while. So I guess I would give her a Switch, a Nintendo Ooh. Switch. And then- Mine's been wanting a Switch too. Yeah. yeah throwing like, in for me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I guess the rest, maybe some travel money, like we could road trip or something. Cause we've been talking about that for a while too. Where are you going to go on your road trip? I don't, honestly, just cross country. I've never been to California. <laughs> I want to go to California really badly. Very cool. So go to California. I know. I want to go so badly. COVID needs to stop. I feel that. Yeah, just like that. It's like, it's, we're good. Elise, did you say puppy also? Are you yeah, stealing think, Francesca's answer? I am, and, but I'm going to do a different reason. Hers is a lot more wholesome than my reason. Mine is A, so that my puppy has someone to play with, and B, mm. because my puppy is really difficult to deal with, and I want to bring someone down to my level. Oh, no. <laughs> if I got to be here, someone's got to be with me. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining us today. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank no you. Thanks for thank having you us. so much. Thanks so much to Jaron and Francesca for that awesome talk. You can find Jaron on TikTok. It's at Mr. Stevens. And Francesca's book club series is available on YouTube under Francesca Aldridge. And I'm not going to lie, after this conversation, I went back and watched Camp Rock. And then I also <laughs> finished Hannah Montana for good measure. Oh, you went deep in there. <laughs> I went really deep. To be fair, I've been watching Hannah Montana on and off for about a year. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe. We've got new episodes every Tuesday. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.